made it to the Better Leadership Team show, the place where you learn how to surround yourself with the right people, doing the right things, so you can grow your business without losing your mind. I'm your host and leadership team coach, Mike Goldman. I'm going to show you how to improve top and bottom line growth, fulfillment, and the value your company adds to the world by building a better leadership team. All right, let's go. In this episode, I want to talk about coachability. And as leaders, when we hear that word coachability, we have a tendency to look outward, to think of our team and think of our team members as to whether they are coachable or not coachable and what that means. But what I'd like you to do for this episode is not focus outwardly, but to look in the mirror and ask yourself how coachable you are. The level of coachability in a leader is one of the things that I have seen most distinguishes a good leader from a great leader. And it's not black or white. I don't want you to think, you know, you're either coachable or not coachable. It's a continuum and it's a continuum that may look different depending on your circumstances in certain circumstances or on certain issues, you may be very coachable. On others, you may not be very coachable. So it's not a black or white thing. And in fact, if you're hearing this and you're about to turn this off and say, oh, this is about coachability, and I know I am totally coachable. I don't need this episode. Well, that's a pretty good hint that you may not be coachable. Because being coachable is always about learning and growing and stretching. So if you believe you've already got it, that means you're not very willing to learn anything new to make you more coachable. And that, in fact, doesn't make you very coachable. So if I haven't confused you already, let me start by talking about some of what you might be seeing, feeling, hearing if you're not as coachable as you ought to be, if there are times where you're lower on that coachability scale. One way to know you might be lower on the coachability scale is if you're frustrated with your team all of the time or most of the time. Because if you're frustrated with your team, you think the problem is always them and you're not looking in the mirror as much as to what problems you may be causing, that may be a good clue that you're not coachable. You thinking nobody on your team is coachable. Maybe a good clue that you're not coachable. If you find that people around you are very often not willing to tell you the truth. If you're frustrated because as the leader, you know people are not being brutally honest with you, that may be because of the way you react when people are honest with you. And that may be a clue that you're not very coachable. If the people around you aren't coachable, well, who is modeling that behavior for them? Who's hiring them? So if you find the people around you aren't very coachable, interestingly enough, that may be a clue that you're not very coachable. If you are not consistently learning and growing, if you can't remember the last great book you read that taught you something, 
the last time you got great coaching, the last time you uh, participated in learning something new in a training program or going to a conference and getting a ton out of it beyond just networking, then you may not be very coachable. If your company is not learning and growing, especially if you are the leader of that company, or if your team is not learning and growing and you're the leader of that team, that may be a clue that you're not very coachable. Now, what might you see or feel or hear if you are high on the coachability scale most of the time? Well, you find yourself asking, how can I get better? As opposed to asking, why aren't they better? You do new things that scare you because you know that the only way of you learning and growing is to get outside of your comfort zone. If you are consistently doing those things that scare you, that you're not sure you can do, then that's a clue that you're pretty coachable. If you're always learning from books, conferences, other people around you, then you might be coachable. If you find your team has the ability to be brutally honest with you, that's a clue you're coachable. If your team is coachable, if they're learning and growing, that's a clue that you're on the higher end of coachability. And if it feels like your team, your company is getting better every single day, then that's a hint that you're pretty coachable. Now, even if you found, wow, I sound pretty coachable, I will challenge you to listen on because what I'm going to share with you are seven actions that you can take starting today to be even more coachable. I don't care where you are. You're not a 10 out of 10. If you're a seven, eight, nine out of 10, you got some room to grow. So here are seven actions to help you starting today become even more coachable. Action number one, never stop learning. Books, conferences, coaching, training programs. The more you realize you don't know, the more coachable you are. So when we learn from a book, from a coach, from a mentor, from a conference, what we realize is how much we don't know. And that makes you more coachable. So what could you do today? Pick up a good book. And by the way, it doesn't have to be a business book. One of the things I did years ago is I took a course in stand-up comedy. Scared the crap out of me. But doing those things, doing something new and realizing you're clueless and there are people that know more than you, experiences that will help you, that makes you more coachable. So what could you do today? Pick up a book, hire a coach, sign up for a conference or a training program, call a mentor, never stop learning. That's number one. Number two is put away your ego. It's okay to ask for help. As a leader, we don't have to have the superhero cape on all the time. We've got this covered. Put your ego away. Be vulnerable. Ask for help. 
Number three, a more specific ask. Ask for feedback. And when you're asking for feedback, make sure you're not really asking for praise. I did a TEDx talk not too long ago, and I had some folks watch the video. The TEDx was done. I'm really proud of it, still really proud of it. But one of my family members heard the TEDx and automatically started saying, well, you know what you could have done better? And it's like, wait a minute. I realized at that point I had them watch it because what I really wanted was praise. I didn't want feedback. There was nothing I could do to change it at that point. So there are times when you're asking for praise, and that's okay. But action number three is to ask for feedback. And when you ask for feedback, be very specific. Don't just say, how do you think I'm doing? Say, how can I have done a better job of communicating our vision in our town hall event? And notice in that question, how can I have done a better job? You're not fishing for, oh, you're great. And if someone says, I think it was great, you could say, I appreciate that. But I want to know how I could have done better. Ask for feedback, not praise and be specific. That's number three. Number four is when you get that feedback, say, Thank you. Notice I didn't say if you agree with that feedback, say thank you. Say thank you, not because you agree with the feedback, but because you appreciate the other person's courage and honesty and caring in giving you that feedback. So always say thank you. If you get feedback and all you do is push back and go, yeah, well, I don't think that's really the case. Well, that person may not be as willing to give you feedback again. But if you say thank you, thank you for your honesty, thank you for helping me or trying to help me, people will be genuinely interested in giving you that feedback the next time. So that was number four, say thank you. Number five, be accountable. Don't ask for feedback. Don't learn new things and then just go on with your day-to-day. -day. Someone gives you feedback and you say, yeah, that's something I'm going to go do. Do what you said you were going to do. Be accountable. Do what you said you were going to do and then ask for feedback again. Hey, I know you said one of my challenges is I tend to interrupt in meetings. I don't let people finish their thoughts. And I appreciated when you told me that two weeks ago. I've really been trying since then to do better. What are you noticing? Have you seen a change? Is it a change for the better? So be accountable and ask for feedback again based on your behavior. That's number five. Number six is. Be responsible, even if it's not your fault. So it's part of accountability, but very specifically, if someone says, hey, you interrupt too much in meetings, and you come back two weeks later and they say you're still interrupting, you say, 
Yeah, but that was because that was that meeting was going in the wrong direction and I needed to steer it back. It's very easy to blame things on outside circumstances. One of the things I talk about with my clients all the time is something called the locus of control. And you could either have an external locus of control. That means things happen to you. The world happens to you. And I promise you, as long as you are a victim of circumstances, as long as the problem is out there, there's no way you're solving it. On the other hand, an internal locus of control says, I happen to the world. It's a focus on what you can control. So number six of these actions to be more coaching, be more coachable is to take that internal locus of control. Take responsibility. It's not about blame. It's not about fault. It's about you knowing that you are responsible. You are in control of your outcomes. And then number seven is when you are asking for help, for feedback, ask for help thinking, not necessarily advice. Now, here's what I mean by that. When I coach people on how to be a better coach versus their own coachability, one of the things I suggest to them, and there's a great book on this called The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay Stanier, must-read book if you coach others. But one of the things he talks about is asking questions, not giving advice. If we give people advice, they're going to take that advice or not take that advice. If they're going to take the advice, what you're teaching them to do is to ask for your advice the next time because you've given them a great answer. You may not really know what the problem is, but you're going to give them quick advice to kind of get them out of your audience, your office. So what you want to do is ask them questions like, what's the real problem here? What's the real challenge for you? What do you actually want as a result out of this? What have you tried already? It's about asking questions. So when you ask for feedback, when you ask for coaching, don't get frustrated if people don't give you the answer. The best coaching they can give you is to ask you questions so that you can come to the conclusion. So if you say, hey, how can I have done a better job in that town hall event two weeks ago, instead of somebody saying, well, you could have spoken slower or you could have shared more or you could have shared less, it is perfectly reasonable and actually a great thing for them to come back and say, well, what was your objective during the town hall? What did you see as the biggest challenge, you know, in your town hall talk? Ask for help thinking, not necessarily advice. So those are seven actions to take to be more coaching. Again, I'm going to go through them real quick. Number one, never stop learning books, coaching, training programs, mentors. Number two, Put away your ego. Feel comfortable being vulnerable, asking for help. Number three, ask for feedback, not 
praise and be specific in the feedback you're asking for. Number four, say thank you, whether you agree with their coaching or not. Number five, be accountable. Do what you say you were going to do and then ask for more feedback on it. Number six, take responsibility, even if it's not your fault, that internal locus of control. And number seven, ask for help thinking, not necessarily advice. Now, what step are you going to take right now? Go do it. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Better Leadership Team Show. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would be ever so grateful if you could rate the show and leave a glowing review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to connect with us on mike-goldman.com slash blog, where you could subscribe to my blog, or at Mike Goldman Coach on both Instagram and YouTube. Sharing is caring, so be sure to spread the word to anyone you think might enjoy the show. And remember, if you want to build a great business, you've got to have a great leadership team. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Better Leadership Team Show. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would be ever so grateful you could rate the show and leave a glowing review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to connect with us on mike-goldman.com slash blog, where you could subscribe to my blog or at Mike Goldman Coach on both Instagram and YouTube. Sharing is caring, so be sure to spread the word to anyone you think might enjoy the show. And remember, if you want to build a great business, You've got to have a great leadership team.